when people ask like, when do you feel like you made it? The moment I feel that I made it is that I didn't have to whore myself out for a paycheck. That was when I was like, this is major. Cause I've spent my whole life whoring out of the strip club, doing powdering a rat's ass in Long Island for $20. So the moment that I was like, I actually don't have to do this is when I actually felt that I made it. Hi Kirby. Hi Sarah. Welcome, Welcome to, to Los Angeles. Angeles. Welcome Glamgelinos. We Ooh. hope you stay a while. <laughs> cute. That's cute. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This is like sort of like our Valentine's Day episode. So happy early Valentine's Day to everyone. Happy Valentine's Day to all of my little Glamgelino Valentines. Honestly, I loved Valentine's because I would always treat myself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's what it's all about. I was single for a very, 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 very long time. And so every year I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to sit around and be like, why am I not in a relationship? I'm just going to go get like a pedicure, eat some dessert. Mm-hmm. Eat dessert all day. Exactly. Eat dessert all day. Don't have any nutritional value for Valentine's Day. We need to be like China in this one way in that they celebrate singles. They have singles day and yeah. like there's discounts for single people. Single yep. people are, you know, celebrated. Like, let's do that. Can we get like an Ulta sale for singles? Like, <laughs> yeah. like retailers hop on this. I'm very into it. Like, listen, like Valentine's Day, it's good to celebrate love. I think if we just stopped, took a step back and realized that we should be celebrating the love in our life. Maybe it's a love for yourself. Maybe it's a love for Baby Yoda. Maybe it's your love for your dog. Celebrate the love that you do have, or maybe the love that you are hoping to receive. Wow, Kirby. Okay. Yep. Okay, Peloton instructor. I love this. Just get me a bike. Give me a bike. <laughs> give me a six pack and get me a mic and I'm good to go. I'm signing up for your class right now. <laughs> Speaking of self-love, our next guest <laughs> is like the queen of it. She's so good. Like, I feel like after interviewing her, like, I feel like my self-confidence, my self-love, like, shot up through the roof. I'm reinvigorated. There are times where you have interviews and it's like, yes, they gave great information and it was a nice conversation. I maybe wasn't snapping my fingers. It didn't feel natural. And then you get the interview like Nams and you're just like laughing, you're giggling to yourself, you're snapping, you're like, like taking notes, taking notes, the knowledge that's dropped, like you're just so excited for people to hear what this person has to say. That's Nam. And she does not hold back, which I think is like probably why this episode is going to be a fan favorite. She's not like, oh, I'm not going to say this out of fear that like I'm nobody's going to agree with it or whatever. She just says how she feels and her personal experiences. And it actually benefits us because she has learned a lot, a lot. Yeah. And I love too that she, you know, keeps it real one, but like shares everything, you know, like she 
had humble beginnings. You know, she worked at the makeup counter for years. She tells us about, you know, that experience. She did bridal makeup. She worked at the strip club, which like I learned so much. It is so hard to one, be an exotic dancer and then two, to also be doing the hair and makeup for the exotic dancer. I have like so much respect. I mean, I could have assumed that dancers have to deal with a bunch of shit. Right. But then on top of that, like you hear how they have to pay the house and have to pay this person and then they can make tips. Like it's just a lot. It's a lot. But Nam clearly knows a lot about makeup that stays on and making the bod look good. Okay. So we got her tips on that. Yes. And so, you know, Nam, obviously, well, let me mean me not obviously, maybe you don't follow Nam, but she is known for her glowy, dewy, dumpling skin. She's going to go into that in the episode and tell us exactly, you know, what she does to achieve her luminous glow. But for those of you who don't know, Nam, like I said, she started working at a makeup counter. She did bridal makeup. She worked at the strip club. She moved to New York with, what did she say? Not a dollar in a dream. She quoted a, a Madonna song. But, you know, she worked her ass off, basically. She also, she launched Orbe Beauty after consulting as a creative director, which I had no idea, and has worked with, like, all the brands. Net-A-Porter, Birchbox, Bobby Brown, Peach and Lily, Shiseido. Um, she's, like, always doing fun stuff with Chanel. Like, she is, like, living the dream. But, you know, she's also, like Kirby said, keeps it real with us. It's not easy. I just love this episode so much. It's so fun. You're going to laugh. You're going to smile. You're going to walk away feeling inspired and just freaking happy. You're going to love it. You're going to love it. So be sure to follow Nam on Instagram at Namvo. Also follow her on TikTok, Namvo Glow. And as always, please support us at Gloss Angeles by following us on social media, Gloss Angeles Pod. Join our Facebook group. Find every product that we recommend on these podcasts on our website, glossangelespod.com. We do get affiliate commission from that. So it does help support our pod. And yeah, just enjoy this episode. We'll talk to you on Tuesday. Kirby, we are in the presence of royalty. We've got a glow queen on today's episode. The dewiest of dumplings. Exactly. The glow queen herself. Welcome, Nam Vo, to the podcast. Yeah, yeah. Thank you so much, you guys. I'm so happy. I'm so happy. I love to talk shit, so this is perfect. Well, you came to the right place. We have so much to talk to you about. We also are super excited because you are like a Southern California girl, even though you're freezing your butt off in New York right now. So yeah. Okay, right. Okay. Well, Bay Area. But you, didn't you, though, yeah. you spend, didn't you spend some time down here or did I make that up? Lots of time. Lots of time. Yeah. I've worked in LA a lot. Yeah. Okay. California girls. And Kirby is like officially a California girl, even though she's originally from Texas. So anyways, lots to talk to you about. But the first question we ask every guest is what's on your face? Nam, please tell us what are you currently loving that is on your face right now? Okay, so I literally just did a video five minutes before. I just opened this hot out of a PR package. This is the Pat McGrath. It's some Bridgington Divine Blush and Glow Trio. Like, watch. I'm just going to do it. We do this, we do this, and then a lot of highlighter. I already have some on, but I just want to see. Wow. Gorge. It's insane. These are all 
PR packages that I open. And then I don't know if you guys could see, but this is like my dim sum cart and my <laughs> mirror. So I start just packing shit all over the place. Oh, and it says Dewey dumplings. But this is my little dim sum cart. And like I open PR packages and then I sprinkle some here. I'm using everything new. The new Charlotte Tilbury Beautiful Skin. This new little Stila glitter thing. And then on my eyes, I'm kind of really into this. This is the REM Ariana Grande baby doll palette. The pigmentation's really pretty. So yeah, that's pretty much it, which is actually a lot of things, but whatevs. REM's highlighters are actually very, very underrated. She has one called Miss Mercury, Miss Venus. It's purple. Oh, oh I know what you're talking about. Yeah, it is really pretty. And it's gorge.com. Like I was shook at how good it looked when I tried it. I wasn't expecting much and I thought it was gonna be super chalky, but it was great. It's so pretty. Yeah. There's so much good stuff out there. Yeah. Speaking of so much good stuff out there, like you probably get sent a million packages a day. How do you sort through it? Like, are you actually testing everything or are you making piles? What's your organizational method? Girl, it's a disaster. Like, listen, I've dreamed about having so much makeup my whole entire life. I've had fantasies about like having this makeup closet that I now have. But you guys know it is work and it's a production. And if I'm being honest, it kind of stifles my creativity because back in the days when I was a traditional makeup artist, I had my little MAC eyeshadow palette. I had a couple of things in my library. Things were edited. But now my brain is so crowded and it's a champagne problem. But like, I get like literally five to 10 boxes a day and it's like 40 lipsticks, 30 foundation. So I kind of lay it on my table and I take a quick glance and I'm like, okay, I'll put this on the dim sum car. I'll put this. And then it moves into the closet and then my assistant has to come and put it away. And I'm famous for this. I think brands think that I'm a scam artist because they're always like, did Nan try that serum yet? And my agent's always like, oh, can you send another one? She can't find it because it's like the Bermuda Triangle. Like once things go into this closet, there's a good chance it's not coming out or it won't be found. So it happens all the time. Brands are like, what? We just sent it to her last week. And I'm like, but it's in the abyss and it's going to cause me stress and fatigue and inflammation, which causes aging. So just send it again. <laughs> Anti-inflammaging over here. So just send more product and we'll be good. This literally happened to me last week. Right? It just gets lost. And I'm like, I swear I'm not a scam artist. I call it Namphora's. It goes into Namphora's <laughs> and it might not come back out. We don't know. Oh my God. Okay. I want to take it back to the beginning, Nam. Before you had your following, all the Dewey dumplings, trying to achieve that glow, before you had your celebrity clients, you were selling at makeup counters. You were also a bridal makeup artist. I would love to talk about the experience of working at a counter and doing bridal makeup because I think it prepares makeup artists in a way that maybe other vocations may not. What do people not realize goes into working at a makeup counter? Honey, I'm going to tell you a wise quote. Pain equals inspiration. It was painful. <laughs> if I'm being honest, like listen to all my dumplings that work at the counter. There's two things. It's painful, but it's very necessary experience. I think that in life, if I think about it, like my friend went on some crazy course and she said the common denominator in life is people have to like you, right? Like I don't go to my dry cleaner because he's the best. I go because I like him. I do thousands of things. So working at the makeup counter, I think is excellent because you get to work with all peoples of life, old people, mature people, you know, but mostly I think what you learn is human psychology because when somebody comes to the makeup counter, 
it's a vulnerable position to be in somebody like working at your face. So I'm really like working with the human mind. And I think that's, what's really strengthened me as an artist, because I'm learning how to bullshit. I'm learning how to sell. I'm getting to practice my artistry on people of all walks of life. And really, I think you learn so many people skills, you know, and putting your face in front of any artist, people don't realize it, but it's like such vulnerability. And when I used to work with, you know, everyday women, they'd sit down and be like, what can you do with these eye bags? And I'm no model. And I mean, the common denominator in life is, let's just be honest, everybody wants to be pretty. We all want to be seen as attractive and pretty. And I think makeup cosmetics is a form to improve your looks. And when you work at the makeup counter, I kind of sometimes felt like they were bored and they'd come in. and I, I was like the psychiatrist because it's like being a hairstylist. You know, you're hearing about people's lives, their concerns, this, that, and the other thing. So I think that working at the makeup counter helps me work with a lot of different personalities. It helped me how to sell and it helped me to strengthen my skills. So did I like it? Hell no. Was it good for me? Yes. So how long did you work at the makeup counter for? God, years. I worked for Shiseido, for NARS, for Laura Mercier. And you know what's funny is I still work for Shiseido, NARS, and Laura Mercier, but just on a, a different scale. I'm not at the counter, but I'm still working for them, with them, I should say. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Um, okay. You also used to work at a strip club, which you talk about. You were doing the talents makeup. How did you come across this gig? Well, when I first moved to New York, you know, with $35 in a dream like Madonna, you know, I had no contact, nothing. So I remember I somehow, somebody cool put me in, at a fashion week party and I was kikiing with like all the other people and this makeup artist named Charles, I couldn't even get an assisting job. And he was like, girl, I make over six figures a year at Penthouse. And I was like, Penthouse, the magazine, like I was so naive. And he's like, no, silly, the strip club. And they just bought out scores and they're looking for hair and makeup people. And I was like, six figures. I never ended up making six figures there. I was like, please, I beg you, sign me up. And so what was crazy, I was actually fired because like on orientation day, like, plus I'm not good at paying attention, <laughs> but they were announcing everybody. Like, they're like, this is the DJ. This is the security. And they're like, this is Namvo, the hair and makeup. And I was like, oh no, I only do makeup. And they're like, everybody here does hair and makeup. And I'm like, yes, hair and makeup. So I went to Ricky's, I don't know, and I spent like $200 on curling irons and I went and watched all these YouTube videos. And so they fired me because I was a great makeup artist, but you know, I could kind of like put some beach waves in hair, but hair is the whole nother thing. One day I was flat ironing and I guess the, the girl's hair was damp and it started to sizzle and fry and they pulled me back in the office and they were like, Nam, you don't know how to do hair. And I was like, oh, I do. You know, I'm stronger at makeup. They're like, you don't fucking know how to do hair. And I was like, you know, uh, I'm good at curling. And they're like, you don't know how to do hair. And I'm like, I don't know how to do hair, but I really need this job. And I was crying. And he's like, listen, we got to let you go because there's a lot of people that need this job that can do hair. We'll keep you on call for makeup. And then so, yeah, I got fired from trying to scam them that I was a hairstylist because <laughs> I was so desperate. Hair is hard. It is a whole nother beast. You can't just lump it all together. Makeup is hard. And makeup is really hard. Okay, so can you share some tips or tricks that you learned? Like, how did you make these women look good at the strip club? When I think of people looking good from head to toe, I'm thinking of strippers. Literally, their body, like, was there something that you used along, like, on their ass? Like, I don't know. Like, are you doing body makeup? Like, tell us the tea. 
Yes, yes. So back in the days, like now I love using, what's that Brazilian line called with a butt bomb? Sol de Janeiro. Yes, I love that. So I used to try to create this Sol de Janeiro look on a budget. So I used to get Burt's Bee. You know, they make the shimmering one. Then I would get Laura Mercier, they, you know, the loose powder, but the, I forgot what it's called. Like there's a shimmering version of it. Yep. So I would like sprinkle a little bit of uh, the Laura Mercier shimmering powder, the Burt's Bee and some oil. And then I would flick them down. And you know what I learned? A lot of them, they wanted tattoo coverage. So I made money using like Derma Blend covering their tattoos and I would make $20 a pop like and then I would go to like Koreatown and buy lashes for like 25 cents because if you bought like 500 of them, they ended up being like 25 cents. But I would charge $20 every time I would pop on a lash. I made the most money if I'm being honest, just popping on eyelashes for these girls. And guess what? I have an industry secret. Did you know that strippers are not supposed to wear glitter? What do you mean? Because glitter gets on the husband's. Because it transfers. So there's no glitter. Like you would think there would be a, a lot of glitter, but there's no glitter. So there's a lot of shimmer. There's a lot of shimmer, but like glitter is, you know. It's like a sheen. Yeah. It's, but like glitter particle, it doesn't go away ever. No. Like you'll find it for days. No glitter on daddies. No glitter on daddies. <laughs> <laughs> you need merch that says that actually. you should. Uh, you should put that out there. I love it. In terms of keeping their makeup on for like long periods of time, are you a primer person? Are you a setting spray person? What are your recs there? Um, well, back in the days, I didn't use primer. I would use like Mac Studio Fix. I would use Derma Blend. And because I didn't have money, I would just use like drugstore makeup. I don't even remember what I would use. They all kind of wanted that exotic dancer look. And some of them had great skin, so you didn't, you know, need to do much. But it was all about the lashes, 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 and more lashes, like a tarantula hanging out right here. And so are they paying you? Like, how are you charging? So this is how it works. Like, people don't realize this, but exotic dancers, you come in and there's a house fee. So they have to work off their house fee. They have to pay, like back in the days, I think it was $150 to scores. Then it was like $20 for the house mom, which is kind of like the mom that made sure everybody was okay, like the manager. And then whether I touched them or not, I forgot, I think it was $10 a person. So I just have a sitting fee. And then it was like $20 to pop on the eyelash, maybe $50 for the whole face, and maybe like another $25 for like just eyes. But I also paid the house. So every night, whatever I made, I would have to take $150. So it's like I was paying rent for a station there, basically. Wow. So we all paid rent to the house. That's insane. That's insane how much money that like the actual dancers have to pay like all of these different people. It's really an interesting, you got to hustle. You got to work hard. The thing is with strippers, nobody realizes this is that lap dances for five, $10 when they like put, it's a joke. You don't make any money on the floor. You make money once you get daddy in the VIP room. Mm. Okay. That's where you make money. So basically what you're saying is Hustlers was not an accurate depiction of what happens at a strip club. No, it was. I mean, it was more over the top, but, you know, they're not making it rain so much. You might make a couple hundred dollars like on the dance floor, but where it really rains is in the VIP room or after the club is closed. The sound effects I'm going to use in this interview, <laughs> it's going to be iconic. You have no idea. <laughs> 
I can't wait. <laughs> okay. So we read in an interview that you didn't feel super confident when it came time for you to like secure an agent, right? Like agents are the key, especially when it comes to professional makeup artistry. You felt like your portfolio wasn't on par with other makeup artists. What do you think? I mean, I could tell you a thousand things I think make you have a certain it factor, but what made you stand out in your opinion? Like trying to secure an agent, you know what I mean? Like making yourself stand out. Well, the truth is this, you know, people, including me, I was hard on this, like becoming a makeup artist. Everybody's dream is to like be with the wall group. And like, you know, you have to keep in mind makeup artists by the time you sign with a legitimate agency, they didn't look at me and go like, Oh my God, Nam's the glowy skin girl. Let's market her as this glowy skin girl. What you have to keep in mind is that by the time you get the agency, you have something to bring to the table. An agency takes 20% top, 20% bottom. So you have to bring something to the table. They're not like, your book is okay, but we see a star. What they do is like, you already have to come with money clients. And then they're like, okay, we're going to take a piece of your pie. And then we're going to promote you and, you know, make something happen. But people don't pick you out of like oblivion and make you a star. You have to have something to bring to the table. And I, I will say this. I haven't heard of it. Agents do not make your career. You make your career. They add a little cherry in the top of the pie. You're a part of the network and they open doors for you. But you have to make your thing. And I think for me, you know, I've always had this personality <laughs> that was like, you know, hidden behind the scenes. And I think that my career obviously started to take off when social media became a thing. And I still think that one of the reasons that I do, I'm lucky enough that I get so much press and my name is circulated a lot is because I'm not just an influencer. I started out as a professional. So unfortunately, the truth is, I just think that there's so much talent out there. There's amazing makeup artists that work at the clinic counter at the airport. But sadly, in today's climate, social media is a currency and it makes perfect sense why a brand or even an editorial would hire somebody with more eyeballs in them. So talent is one thing, but having a social media account is really good. I mean, you don't have to be good in front of the camera. Like maybe you don't want to be in media, but for me, I think I work so much because, you know, I do the desk sides, you know, I talk to the editors and like, you know, give them fun tips. It's a whole situation. And I think in today's climate, without question, talent is important, but if you really want to stand out and get brand contracts, work on that personality <laughs> and take a media class. Yeah, I freaking love you. Thank you. Like, really, thank you. I think this goes back to what you said earlier. You got to be likable. I think that's actually like what it all comes down to. I know plenty of amazingly talented people that don't put themselves out there because they're like, well, you know, my talent should speak for itself. And I'm like, yeah, but like, you don't understand like how important it is for people to see your personality, see like what separates you. Because there's so many talented people, right? Like there's so many talented people that are really good at their jobs. If you're not making people laugh, if they don't feel like they can relate to you, like they don't feel like you're getting like something honest. Like that's one reason why I really appreciate following you because like you are totally no bullshit. <laughs> very candid. Thank you. Yeah, very, very transparent too. It makes me feel like anything that you're talking about, even if it was just for a paycheck, you're like, this is good money. I can't pass it up. I'm still like, well, Nam said, Nam said this. And also Nam is very, you know, she is not afraid to speak her mind. So I know she would tell me if she didn't like it either. Anyways, I digress. I just wanted to say, I think you do a really, really good job of balancing both. Thank you. And you know, I love giving social media tips to people. 
I think that, listen, let's be real honest. Social media could suck your soul. It's like, it's a beautiful portal. It's a great place to share. And it's a free marketing tool for creators, right? But I just think that, you know, this world is oversaturated with people trying to be like other people. One of my best friends slash she was my assistant. I'm like, you know, you have to be a part of the conversation in social media. And I think too many people are like, oh my God, guys, I'm obsessed. <laughs> and like, swipe up, you know? And you can't do that. Like to really have authentic engagement and people, you know, it's one thing to have 5 million followers, but it's the five people that actually respect and listen to what you say. And, you know, I think that people emulate people too much. And when it comes to content, if you have acne, talk about acne. If you have melasma, talk about melasma. If you're obsessed with your cat, talk about your cat. Like people don't realize that their life is content. When you wake up in the morning, you make this movie. Why? You pick these diapers for your daughter. Why? As a makeup artist, you use Armani foundation in your kit. Why? And that's how people really have to think about content because don't worry about what everybody else is sharing. Like your content is already in your head and why you live your life, what you eat, what you use in your skin, what you choose to put in your kit, your views, that's all a part of your authentic content. And I think people are like, I'm just not good like you. I'm not good at making content. And it's like, it's in there. You just have to find a way to present it. Even though you're saying, you know, people are trying to emulate and like they want to be like you, you are so good at what you do. And like the same with like Kirby, like people, I feel like you all make it look so easy to like just like get on Instagram stories and talk. And I feel like it is a skill, though, that you have to practice. Like you said, like take a, a media training class if you're not good at it. Or don't show your face and just talk like, for example, like there's a lot of influencers that are great. They're like really good with like talking about the sophistication of uh, products. And they're like, OK, this has 20 percent vitamin C. This has 15. I never talk that way. I talk to my audience exactly like how I would talk to my friends. I'll be like, I don't know what's in here. I don't know why it's so expensive, but it's good. Swipe up. Like <laughs> You keep it real. You're authentic. It's like very much who you are. And I just wanted to add to what Kirby was saying earlier about you. That's like why so many people love you. Our mutual Thank friend, so Sharon Pock, who is founder, co-founder of Insert Name Here, she posted about you being like one of the best talent influencers to work with creators because you are so real and people can trust your opinion. And I was like shaking my head as I read her Instagram story. So... Thank you. You know what? The truth is, I'm not going to lie. Earlier in my career, I did take paychecks. I was getting so excited. But like, I get asked in press a lot, like, what was your big moment? Was it working with this celebrity? Was it Vogue? And I have to say, like, I had a coming to Jesus moment for the first time in my life, because as an artist, we take any rate we can. We don't know when it's coming or it's going. And there's a little bit of like a, a lack mentality being an artist. Like, you know, like I've been poor for so long and many of my so much of my life that like, I've always been like, yes, yes, yes. And I remember like, maybe it was like four years ago, there was like a product I wasn't very excited about, but it was like a hefty fee. And my agent Brie, who's like the most like honest, like best person, she goes, ma'am, you know that you don't have to do it. Right. And I was like, <gasps> when people ask, like, when do you feel like you made it? The moment I feel that I made it is that I didn't have to whore myself out for a paycheck. That was when I was like, this is major because I've spent my whole life whoring out of the strip club doing powdering a rat's ass in Long Island for $20. So the moment that I was like, I actually don't have to do this is when I actually felt that I made it. 
God, I freaking love you. I'm literally like marking all of these moments in our recording system because I'm like, that's going to be a great clip out. That's going to be a great clip out. You know, when you're proud of someone that you had like nothing to do with (laughs) any of their success, like that's how I feel for you. I'm just so happy for you. I'm like, (laughs) thank you so much. Turn down those brand deals because the fact of the matter is you said no to this huge moment or whatever, but an even bigger moment's coming your way. You know what I mean? Like that doesn't mean the money is lost. It just means it's coming in a different form honey it's the same with the men when you say bye to this fuck boy somehow another taller one with a larger paycheck comes it's the same (laughs) yeah when you tell the universe that you're not in lack mode they come taller and richer speaking my language so many amazing quotes nam we call them namisms namisms yes namisms hashtag namisms Nam, happy belated Lunar New Year. Same to you guys. You are a proud Asian American. And I just want to touch on like maybe how your upbringing influenced what you do now. If there's any connections, anything you learned, you know, from your mom or your grandma or the women or even the men, um, you know, growing up, like I know you talk about how, you know, they all took care of their skin. But how, how did your upbringing influence what you do now? Well, funny enough, you should say this because I've had to deal with this in therapy is my, you know, very different from a lot of Caucasian upbringings. Like I used to see my Caucasian friends talk to their, you know, their parents and it'd be like, Susie, I love you unconditionally. You're the most beautiful child in the world. I love you. And you could have anything and be anything you want. Right. Which is kind of like the Western way. I grew up saying mommy and daddy could die in a car accident tomorrow you cannot have a roof over your head. You're average. Now go prove this wrong. I honestly think if any success I've had is because fear and anxiety. You know, my parents didn't grow up with any money. They came as immigrants and my parents are the ultimate American dream. My dad was a janitor. My mom worked in a catering truck and it, I think I saw their work ethic. I'm a little bit more princessy than them, I have to admit. But, um, I saw their work ethic and they just, you know, lived, eat. They just worked really, really hard to provide. And I was always taught that you might not be the prettiest, you might not be the smartest, but if you work harder than everybody else, you will succeed. And I think that whether I was conscious of it or not, growing up in a Vietnamese household where the hustle was so real and they they always instill fear in me. They're like, you have this job today, tomorrow they could hire someone prettier and skinnier. So work hard. Like they always instilled fear in me. So I think the fear in a way kind of helped me, you know, it kind of propelled me forward a little bit in a weird way. Oh my gosh. I totally feel that by the way. I was like dying laughing because I'm like, oh, wow, that sounds like my mom. Kirby, you can be whatever you want to be. You're the most beautiful girl. You look in the mirror, you're gorgeous. And then like, like, meanwhile, my mom's like, can you pinch your nose before you go to bed? (laughs) Can you just like hold it? Oh, oh, yeah, exactly, exactly. And it's, or they they would be like, you have nice hair, but your cousin's skinnier. Like, they don't ever want you to be comfortable. The Asian mentality is like, break you down so you can rebuild yourself. It's not the white, like, it's not like, I love you unconditionally. You're so beautiful. You're God's child. None of that. No, 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 not at all. None of those compliments. None of that. That's why both of you are very resilient and humble. Y'all like, y'all are like, listen, I don't need to be knocked down by anybody else. So I'm keeping it humble over here. I absolutely love it. And like working it out in therapy as well. Yeah, yeah. Asian girls don't cry at work, but we're all in therapy now. (laughs) 
<laughs> Ali Mackie needs to make that merch yeah, for Asian American one. Girl Club. That's incredible. You, you don't see Asian girls crying at work. If they are, they're probably like second generation. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Nam. So let's be real. You're known for your flawless skin. You have the dewy dumpling skin. You are known for your glow job essentials i did peep your shop yourself to see like what you love i'm curious like because some people might be thinking okay glow job is it just a highlighter like what is your process for creating this like finished dewy dumpling look there's so much so you know it really depends because it's a different formula for everybody but i spend a lot of time doing skincare prep and people think that the glow job is so much about the highlighter it's not it's just like the finishing touch i oftentimes don't even wear highlighter it's just really creating dimension and it's creating like lit from within skin even if you look at some of my glow jobs they look really natural it's still like three different color foundations and a lot of contour because like when i do makeup like if you look at my makeup here it's like lighter in the center and then it's darker everywhere else because you kind of want to look like you have a spotlight coming from underneath your skin so it's a lot of layering it's a lot of like working with shadow and light and the truth is like some people might be very porous on the cheek so I'm not going to do like, you know, burn out your eye cornea if somebody's pores are textured on the cheek. You know, you kind of have to like tailor it to everybody. It's like having plump, dewy, delicious skin. But a lot of it for me is going in there and kind of creating shadow and light where people need it. Okay, so there's two questions I want to piggyback off of what you just said. First and foremost, for people that do have like more prominent pores, is there a highlighter that you love to use that they can actually wear? Sure. Okay. Like for example, I'm so glad I'm in front of my dim sum cart is Chanel sculpting bomb. This is wet. It's not shimmery. So if you have textured skin, you're not going to want to use something shimmery like this because it's going to, you know, bring out the texture and there's different kinds of shimmer. There's shimmer that's shimmery and foil looking. Then there's shimmer. That's just kind of like wet looking, you know, it just kind of look, looks wet and dewy on your skin. So it kind of depends what you're looking for. I mean, obviously, if you're flawless, everything looks good, but it really depends. And some people just want like a subtle dew. And me, I like to burn out eye corneas and be seen from space. So I think it's a combination of what your skin texture can handle and how glowy you want to be. When you're doing the light in the shadows, do you typically do contour bronzer underneath foundation do you do foundation first i do foundation and then i always use cream products like some of the things i'm loving you know the classic chanel this i love even for me if you look at even something like this dark and intense this is actually the dark color right like but when you really know how to like work it in and blend it and your skin's already prepared then it just ends up looking really nice, you know? So I think a lot of times people are intimidated by creams, but the whole thing is you kind of have to go in there and like let it marinate and push it around and like melt it on like butter. What product was that? This was the Charlotte Tilbury contour one. Oh, the contour. Oh my God. I freaking love, I don't have the contour, but I have the highlight and the blush. Both are chef's kiss. Ooh. It's so intense, right? She's but... doing her jawline right now. Oh, this is good. This is good. It helps to have smoother skin. Um, the brush matters, right? The brush matters. You know, the good news is though, this is the hourglass, just like angled foundation. Most brushes are synthetic these days. Like there's a lot of cheap and cheerful ones too. You don't have to spend a lot of money. Like real techniques makes really nice brushes that are nice as well. 
I always use bougie shit because I get it for free, so why not? But uh... <laughs> I love it. And I do, I do want to note that the brush, that hourglass brush, that's like a densely packed, it's not like a kabuki brush. But it's still fluffy. It's still fluffy, but it's very dense. So it's great for like foundation. It's great for contour. It's great for all kinds of stuff. Are you a sponge girl at all? I live, eat, and breathe for the beauty blender. I always say it's, I wish I invented the beauty blender. There's nothing like it. it. It's crazy. Many have tried. Nobody could duplicate it. Okay, wait. So I was going to say, you're going to have to try. You know Bo Nelson, right? Yes, I've met Bo before. So he made uh, an applicator. It's not a sponge. It doesn't absorb any product. I've seen it, yes. The Leia. It's not silicone-y. I think people think it's like the Evie blender, which was like that kind of thick silicone feel. Yeah, yeah. It re- First of all, it looks like, depending on who you talk to, either a tongue it, yeah. or like a nut sack. I think you would love it and you would have a lot of fun with it. I'll put it that way. Oh, like slapping balls on my face. Correct. would be good content. 100%. Okay. For the content. Okay, Nam, we can't let you leave without walking us through your current skincare routine. What's on your face? What are you doing to your face? Treatments, all of it. Okay, so I, you guys know I'm a treatment whore and contrary to proper, I've never had injections, surgery, threats, nothing, but I'm a laser whore, a radio frequency whore and a microneedling whore. I prefer to get it professionally done, but you know, during COVID, we sat at home and all worked on our faces. So one thing I will tell everybody to do, get radio frequency and start as soon as you can. What radio frequency does, I'm not like so technical with this, is it goes into a dermal level and it creates trauma and it creates a certain level of heat. And the heat then wakes up your collagen and it causes your collagen to produce and tighten. And I'm not like against injections or anything, but I feel like when this is working with your own collagen and it's almost like a corset for your own collagen, and there's so many different forms of it. Like I get it done at Face Gym. I've had Morpheus 8. I've had it done at Jacked. I've had it done at a thousand places. Basically, anybody that has any form of RF, I'll take it. And I get so many questions like, eh, I went online. I heard that RF burns your fat. Yeah, it burns your fat if it's turned high enough to a setting meant to burn your fat. But when it's turned on the right setting, what it does is it helps to stimulate collagen tighten and everything just starts to go. Another thing that I love, I'm cautious about recommending it for home users because you really can fuck yourself up is microneedling is great. Environ makes one that's a lot more safe. It's like a gold one and it's like barely anything. It's barely like, you know, making punctures into your skin. That's a good one. I get mine done at Aida Bacage and that's really good for like pigmentation. I love New Face and Zip. Oh, and duh, I live, eat, breathe and shit for LEDs. Like I don't meditate and my mental health comes and goes. (laughs) So the LED light, it's like the only time I like have my Zen moment. I turn on like my brainwave music and I Zen out and it's so relaxing. It's kind of like recharging your batteries. And, you know, I get people asking me all the time, like, if I have one thing to invest in, should I get an LED? Should I get a microcurrent? And it really depends. So I would say if I had, you put a gun to my head and I said one thing, LED, because it's the gift that keeps giving and it helps everything. If you have acne scars, I'd say get microneedling. If your faces, your cheeks are falling, get microcurrent. And if you just overall want to produce collagen, then get radio frequency. What's your favorite at-home LED? It ain't cheap, but neither are you. It's in my that's my category. Is I love Saluma, and then I got my new Dermalux, and I love that too. It's a panel. I would say probably between oh, and then. 
The only thing I don't like about it is that it's a face mask. So it's not as flexible. You can't use it on your body, but I also have the cell return and they're very fancy, but I tell people the whole family could use it. You use it in the rest of your life. It's good for your mental health. So I'm going to give it to the LEDs. Wait, Sarah, do you have a panel? I have a small panel, like one this big. I need to get on the panel train. I freaking love LED. I want like a full body. Like I want like one that I can sit in front of, you know? Yeah. There's a seven foot one, but it's $10,000 and Saluma doesn't give anybody anything for free. So Nam, how often are you doing LED? Probably a little too much. Maybe like four days a week. It's like my moment. Uh, it's not only is it beneficial to my skin, it's very like meditative for me. It's like my little Zen moment. I feel like it's really good for my mental health as well. Your skin and face like sells it all. It is so tight and like juicy still. I don't understand how. Honey, I do a lot. We're going to hit our slow burn round instead of a rapid fire. Favorite coverage product for dewy dumpling skin? Shiseido Feature Solution Foundation. Ooh, that was quick. Okay. Best, well, we kind of talked about this, but the best at-home gadget for real, real results, you have to pick one. LED lights. But, you know, the $500 ones are good. You know, the don't buy anything on Amazon, but that $2,000 price ticket, that's going to be real good for you. <laughs> oh, shit. What about the, like, wands? That's Well, it, it's fine, but who wants to sit there and hold it? Oh, my God, you guys are going to die. Look at this. I have an LED cap. Oh my God, I got that too. We got sent that, yeah. It's so funny. I'm going to give it to my dad who has, you know, is balding. I, I've got horse hair, so I'm fine. I gave it to my sister because she says that she's has thinning hair. So I was like, okay, you have to take before and afters and you have to do it like every day and tell me how it is. Because that thing's expensive. It's $2,000. What are your tips for the perfect glow porn selfie? Jesus light, more Jesus light, and more Jesus light. And the thing is, there's an art to glow porn. Like, you have to be in the rhythm. Like, you have to master. Like, you have to almost become like the sorcery. Like, so I was like, put my head up, and then the Jesus light shines. And you kind of have to move with the brush. So mm. it's like really smooth. And then afterwards, when you model it, you have to catch the light. It looks easy, but it's not. No, it's not. definitely not. It's like hand modeling. When you like hold a product, people think that shit's easy. And if you're doing it on camera, it's not. It's not. It's definitely not. What's your favorite body product? So de Janeiro that the bronzy, oily, like it looks so like tan and glowy and photographs well as well. Okay. You share a lot of self-pleasure sex toy reviews. If you had to recommend one to our listeners, what would be it? Hands down. Can I tell you something? This vibrator in an unintentional way taught me breath work because it's all I listen. I've had people stop me in the street and I'm doing God's work, like spreading pleasure all over the place. But literally, listen, I have I've had plenty of good sex. No penis is ever going to touch your nerves the way this Kiki Demon Pranas vibrator does. Literally, I, 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 I rarely reach out for partnerships, but when I tried it, I was like, get them on the phone. Literally, it it's like a t it, it sends like a hurricane of pleasure that I literally learned how to do breath work because I'm like it's coming down the tornado is coming, breathe. It's like breathe through it, and I learned breath work from masturbating because I was like, okay, here it comes. 
Wow. Wow. I feel like we should be charging for this portion of the show. That was incredible. I'll give you guys the PR contact and trust me, I'm not exaggerating. This thing will like, you'll meet God. Like it, it's. You'll find your Jesus light. Something else. Wait, that's incredible. Cause one of my resolutions this year was to like pleasure myself more. So there we go. Honey, regular sex won't be the same. Oh, I'm sorry, Patrick. Yeah. <laughs> sorry about that, boo. <laughs> Nam, you're incredible. This is easily one of my favorite episodes. I freaking love talking to you. Thank you. Thank you. Where can everybody find you and support you? Well, obviously at Namville on Instagram. And then now I'm whoring out on TikTok because they're writing checks over there. So at Namvo Glow on the TikTok. All right, that's it. Thank you everyone for listening. We will be back on Tuesday with the week's most buzzy beauty news. Make sure you subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts and follow us on Spotify so you don't miss any breaking beauty news or product reviews. And if you want to support us, be sure to follow us at Gloss Angeles Pod on all platforms and join our Facebook group. Plus, find every product we recommend on our website, glossangelespod.com, as well as links to the stories and news we report each week. You can follow us, your hosts, I'm Sarah Tan, that's S-A-R-A-T-A-N, on all social platforms. And I'm Kirby Johnson, K-I-R-B-I-E, on all social platforms. Los Angeles was created by us, Kirby Johnson, and Sarah Tan. It's part of the ACAST network and licensed by Vice Media Group. catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer let's wake up those taste buds with hot juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi mm. hello fresh stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at hellofresh.com let's get this dinner party started